You want to introduce or am I going to do it? I guess you should do it. I should do it? Yeah, you should do you it. You should do like one, 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 one. Yeah. All right. Great. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our first podcast. My name is Tom Sis, and I'm here with my good friend. Cosmodano. <laughs> Just like for a second, I thought you forgot my name. I was like, <laughs> punch him. <laughs> That'll be it. First podcast with a guy I don't know. No. <laughs> we're all good friends. But we're going to introduce our first guest. Hello. First guest is Frank Tiramako, all the way going? from Australia, or should I say Oman. Yes. In the Middle East. How are you going, Frank? Yeah, I'm good, man. Doing good. Things have been going well. Frank and I and Gus, and we, we've all been uh, great friends for uh, the past year because we met each other at AMDA, the American yep. Musical and Dramatic Academy, here in New York City, which is where we are recording everything. Um, how's your experience been in AMDA so far? Oh, I think uh, my experience in AMDA so far has been absolutely amazing. I've learned, a, I've learned so much from uh, the teachers here. Um, also, the work environment, being in New York, I feel like you can uh, get a lot more of a, I guess, like thrill from it all. I think that's one thing that's very present here in New York. Um, but yeah, I've learned completely like everything that I know now is definitely from uh, Amber. Yeah, I think I can totally agree with that because um, we've all been kind of in the same group and I think yeah. we all had a good experience so far. And we definitely have. Um, and craft wise, craft wise, Amber has been great. I mean, we have amazing teachers. Right? Yeah, not only that, but I think we have a really good student selection um, like from everyone that we have here. I mean, us being roommates, Gus and I, um, we would come back to the room always like talking about our days what we learned um what our experiences and then like even with us just casually uh when we talk about like all the great things that our teachers have given us like the best advice uh things we've come up on our own um in our own experiences in class uh, and outside of class um so yeah definitely yep totally agree how was it how was it to um combine everything because you, you live in new york for like about a year okay because of the coronavirus yeah we obviously but um how has being in new york changed you as a performer um i think i had a mindset coming to new york um just from my own experiences in my hometown in oman um and i think coming to new york with the idea that you know acting is this um from my own you know like i said experiences but coming into amda uh, i was able to learn a lot more of you know the actual art itself like its specifics and it's it's totally based around specifics right everything you do has to have an intention um and i think that like like a lot of the manifested uh, information that's been given to us um has completely overlapped all my mm-hmm. knowledge yeah. that i've come from my mom with you know yeah so yeah it's it's completely hectic. Um, I read an article uh, before, you know about this. Yeah, um, yeah, I read, I read it. it uh, I read an article about um, acting in uh, uh, an art book. Uh, it was basically um, around all arts, all types of arts. And I basically said that acting was lying. It's just, you're a really good liar <laughs> to do it, right? Um, but it's not about that at all. I think um, knowing what I know now, it's, it's a lot more than that, you know? It's about being in the moment. You can't you can't lie about a moment, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people think. Like, you know, oh, he's just acting. 
but like some people that when they go back on the stage or on a film set they are actually feeling something exactly towards that camera or towards yep. the audience or a memory that they have from the past that they're incorporating to get this effect towards the audience and i think that's so crucial when it comes to acting it's not pretending it is it's being and i think one yep, of our teachers 100%. recently said um he didn't like the word acting he, yeah. he liked the word being yeah. And yeah i totally agree with that i think that's um, a very good point like you're just there you know you're just you're you're completely taking in everything from the moment and adapting with it mm -hmm. and i think a lot of acting uh physically and sometimes uh with uh verbal um acting um it's about being there because you know sometimes you feel thing in that mo feel something in that moment and it just comes out through your voice or through your movement and it just creates a work of art yeah right so yeah definitely being 100 so let's let's talk about um because you said you know that we were talking about that line at that point you only had training in oman you only had experience there yeah how was that experience because it's obviously it has changed a lot um but what shaped that that view of uh acting slang or whatever or <laughs> yeah so basically um when i was young uh i wanted to do acting uh in a uh musical production uh cats oh you were in cats <laughs> no fucking cats. way who, what, who, who did you oh. play i was just an ensemble member um, so you got a dance yeah, yeah. Um, fucking cat. oh my god yeah i did that and i also did uh, aristocats so, wow! Yeah, I had to play a cat. You just have a theme, you know. Yeah, I just love cats, man. <laughs> Were you one of the three cats? No, no. I so I started off as an ensemble member. Um, I was always in the background, uh, mainly because you know I was new to it all. You yeah, know, and right. obviously, uh, as I went through time with uh, different um, uh, productions, I, um, you know, I became better at it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. keep in mind, these are all done in my school. Like these aren't like on theaters or anything you know like yeah on stages um so this was all done in school and a lot of what i learned was from my you know teachers um i had to read a lot about theorists um uh, going through high school mm -hmm. so uh, I, i brought everything that i knew from theorists um and uh, different productions um to uh what i know um and yeah i think there's a lot that i think one thing that uh, oman um Uh, if they were to, you know, um, embrace this, is they should bring proper theater um, and productions to the uh, Royal Opera House they have there. Oh. Now, they have an opera house because it's mainly opera, right? Um, and they've done some, some, I say theater pieces very vaguely because it's not, they, they do, um, you know, musical, with dance and all that, and there's no speech. So it's more, it's more dance, obviously, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like that's mainly what they focused on. Um, another thing I did there, I did a three week course uh, with lights and sound. Um, oh, that's a good, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, good skill to have. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, um, uh, that I worked with like sound boards, uh, lighting crews, um, com the whole lot of it. Um, and uh i did that for three weeks uh i also participated in lambda um oh isn't that in england yeah so they had um, a group come to uh oman to do um lambda courses yeah um and i signed up for it um i did my first two monologues uh i did my monologue was from goodwill hunting 
and at the time I was like, I love it. Yeah, at the time I was like seventeen, and I was playing Robert Robin Williams. <laughs> it doesn't fucking make sense. Yeah. No, people so, would kill you now. Yeah, I know. Like, oh my God. Yeah, if the teachers saw that kind of stuff. No, um, but yeah, it's an amazing monologue, and that's why I loved it. Right? Um, he's definitely my idol, uh, Robin Williams. Very talented actor. Um, yeah, but I did that. And I also did another piece. I uh, can't remember the other piece that I did. I think it was the Shakespearean one. Um, but I didn't complete. I didn't complete Lambda. Um, mainly because I stopped Lambda to go um, to Abu Dhabi and perform um, with my school. Um, so we did uh, like a group of um, different schools come together to create art. Um, and that's what we did. I did that through junior um, year and I also did that through high school. Um, great experience because you get to, you know, yeah. unite with different religions, uh, different uh, cultures. So it's definitely, you know, something great to do. Um, so I really enjoyed that. But nothing is compared to um, everything that they have here. Uh, I would say that, like, you know, the IB, IB theater course that I was doing, um, I did HL IB theater. Yeah. Um, and a lot of what I did there um, was more related based on uh, like different art forms. I focused on uh, Buto Theatre. Nice. You know what Buto Theatre is? Yeah. 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 I yeah. think I talked to you about yeah, it. Cause yeah, because we were both in IB. Bit, yeah. uh, so uh, Buto Theatre is um, people that um, engage with their body. Uh, they manipulate mm -hmm. themselves in a contorted form. Um, and contorted, I say, like twisted metal, right? Yeah. Uh, and I say twisted metal because they're like so flexible, so fluid. Um, and I did research on that. I also worked with a guy called James who done uh, Buto Theatre here in New York with the Omni Group. Uh, big thing here in New York. I tried to see them uh, last time before I left, uh, but then COVID hit uh, um, and I wasn't able to watch them. Um, but I am COVID. Yeah. Literally. I mean, uh... I think I talked to you about it too. Uh, when I was in IB uh, HL, I did Kabuki. Kabuki theater, yeah, oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for those who don't know what IB is, it's International Baccalaureates. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, sure. A lot of US uh, schools don't have them. Some do, uh, which is just like, oh wait, it's like for American audiences, it's like AP or like higher education stuff. Like that kind of thing, but it's like more in, in an international sense. Yeah. yeah. So and having experienced like different, because uh, as you said, it's like um, you've done many things that have that include people from all around the world, right? Yeah. Did, what yeah. is your vision of like where, what kind of people um, you like the way they act or or, or their approach to acting or, um, or for example even school based like um, what was your experience in Oman versus here? Lambda and just their approach to the craft and to production. Yeah, I think ABA, the school that I came from, um, had a very specific side of what they wanted to show on stage. Um, keep in mind, it's a very religious country that I'm from. Uh, it's a Muslim country, very laid back country, uh, one of the best countries I've ever. I mean, lived in. I mean, I've been there for twenty years, so I haven't really lived in, lived anywhere else. Um, but definitely they had one side of theater and i think the way that they did this um course where you could go outside of oman and experience other cultures um you know theater styles and everything 
is way better because everyone's got a different side to theater and they produce that through the characters that they create on stage right uh no one's ever going to play the same part exactly the same yeah and people that do are either just copying or pretty yeah. easy to just copy yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, some agree, things yeah. can be copied, some cannot. Like Benedict Cumberbatch, no one can copy no, his work. Man. No. I mean, so and, many, and even maybe. if you try to copy, it's going to be different. Oh, like hundred percent. There's not. You can't say the same word the same way. No. Or the same no, monologue the same way, right? And no. the audience will see that, like, hey, he's trying to copy that. And yeah. It's not as you said. It's not never going to be the same. So it's <laughs> people are not going to like it. Right. Yeah. And, well, I mean, yeah. we are we are taught here that we are our own actors yeah right and yeah. that's why they tell us not to watch anything before but like we read the play describe it in our heads the way that we would want to do it yeah don't watch performances yeah to do it yeah don't yeah. don't don't um don't imitate what they do yeah you can steal from them but don't imitate but don't yeah don't um don't do it verbatim yeah exactly you can right. go like if you see you have it constantly. You see, you see a movie and you like a choice that an actor makes, and you can make note of that and be like, "Oh my god, I can, I can use that in my scene or whatever." And yeah. I think it's even better to steal from actors that are not involved in in, in whatever you're doing and your scene or your your play. And just pick that up, and every time you watch something, you just use that. It yeah. might might come in handy, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Which I think is like kind of the beauty of like live theater that we don't get to watch anymore. Is like every night is a different night. Like, and you can watch the same play, like, 20 times, and it's always different. And i tell you something. The reason why that these Broadway stars do this is because they love it, and it's never the same. Yeah. They don't do it the same way. Because if they were to do it the same way every day... Eight times a week. Eight times a week, yeah, literally. <laughs> for eight months. You're going to get bored after two months. Then. Yeah. Like, you know, literally. you got to come up yeah. with new stuff, like, new choices, and... And that's what I love, actually. Like, even because we're obviously not doing stuff like eight times a week. But, uh, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. Um, no, but if you're even if you're like rehearsing a scene or whatever, and you're almost doing it every day, you gotta keep surprising your partner. And I love when, when my scene partner does that to me when they do something that I do not expect, and you just kind of rip off on that, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's where acting and, and improv comes in. Hundred percent. And I think the best thing that our teachers do here is. They pull us aside and say, hey, do it a different way. Surprise your character, your, yeah. not yourself, yeah. but the other person that's I working agree. with you. The only time that I've ever been able to work with Tom has been on an improv scene. Mm. We did? Yeah. Oh, uh, it was uh, the in, one with we did with Nick and Jacob, the diner one, one. And also the one with Marco. Marco and, and Jada. We did a couple of these. Yeah, we, um, but we've only worked on improv scenes together. Which is actually so good because I, I think I've seen Tom as an actor more than I would have seen him as a like is if I was a scene partner with him, because we're just trying new shit. I mean, I reckon <laughs> you're you're doing the improv thing right now. And yeah, yeah but it's amazing. short form though. Like it's, I know, but like short still, it's a good training of your mind as in like um, you know, being quick and making quick decisions. Yeah, but what we do in class usually, um, it's usually class, long it's, form. It's longer form. Uh, longer so form. Like a longer form. Like it's not a forty hour, <coughs> uh, forty minute, uh, forty minute scene. No, it's, it's like, like a nine minute right, scene. Right. It's about you know all these relationships and and everything is. It's all more yeah. important. Yeah. Um, which is not really important in short form. It's really just establishing who, what, where. Yeah. And then you do an exercise. 
or yeah. game, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the it's ones, a lot of fun, but, yeah. You know. But in the ones we do in class, we don't even establish who, what, where anymore. We just establish like relationships. Yeah. Which uh, yeah. I think is so yeah. much better. I think the reason why we don't need to establish who, what, where is if we can do it physically. Yeah. It's already clear. It becomes clear in your conversation. You don't think about it. Yeah. I think that's a sweet spot to be. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, I, and that's why I really like that I am the teacher is uh, improv. Because they actually taught us that, like, because I have friends from like other schools that like don't practice that, mm. and they they don't establish it at all. And I think improv really helps in an acting sense. Yeah, hundred percent. A lot of what we do on stage is improvised. Though. Yeah, and a I lot say, of what we do on camera is improvised. Yeah, I think even more in, in film, um, more in film and TV for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I think both TV a... and and theater, they both the writing is like. The biggest person of all it's like yeah right. that's it that's what's on the page is what's gonna well be it, it also depends on like in film it depends like who your director is like definitely because i was uh when i started working on like uh sh- the short film that I, I had you guys in like mm-hmm. you guys barely did the script i just kind of told you guys to like react towards each other <laughs> it's like, oh, this is a story this is a scene this one's this got is this scene. is the beginning this is the end is how, the... Do, how are we getting there oh, we'll see about that <laughs> yeah, yeah like i remember like filming it with you guys and like we were just there and then uh the only person who got the lines on was tiana mcgee yeah. and you fuckers were like i was like, pretty solid you, we were pretty solid. Yeah, you were pretty solid and then like the take i ended i ended up using was the one that none of you like improvised like really? well then you <laughs> didn't improvise you improvised the entire thing yeah i did yeah but I you went off on you but yeah because like, like stay close there was yeah but there was like <laughs> one line that i wanted in there that i didn't end up using because that, that was the take that i liked Oh, really? Yeah. The take that I liked was the one that Tom, like, riffed off the script. That's great. That's great. And I was like, shit, I really wanted that one line, but whatever, <laughs> it's fine. I use it probably all the time, except for that one time. <laughs> you used it every time, except uh, the take I liked. Uh, it's well, also because I'm you're... I'm sure it's going to turn out great. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost done editing. I could show it to you guys. Yeah, later. for those who are listening, Gus has written a short, uh, short film. Um, yeah. We shot almost everything. Yeah, we shot almost everything. We just needed one more shot. And Frank and I were in a scene together. Frank is uh, the protagonist. Um, yeah. He's... So yeah, be ready for that. <laughs> just a few scenes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Is uh what? Why are you looking like that? I'm confused. Why? Wait, did you shoot more? No, I didn't shoot more. Oh, you just shot that that scene. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I'm not because uh, we did, we couldn't get the Brooklyn stuff. Yeah. All right. So, um, you know, it's fine. In um, theater, in theater in Belgium is kind of. It's not like the the contemporary realism that we know now. It's very it's, experimental and it's weird, symbolistic, and whatever it is. Um, I mean, film and TV now is is great. Oh, we was have it, some great. Wasn't wasn't there uh, the one? Tell 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 everybody about the guy who wore the armor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I told I, uh, I, I. You haven't heard class. this, yeah? It's so um, fucking weird. So there's this guy uh, for all the Dutch listeners, uh, young father. Um, he what he wants did. Um, so he's like one of the biggest artists, and he gets a lot of um, funding by the government, um, which they turned down a little bit uh, lately. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you why they did that because you know he would do weird shit. Uh, one of the things was he would wear, he would go naked in armor, and a girl, another girl as well, and they would be just like 
like a public place, making a fucking armor in like a, uh, a glass box, right? So everybody could see it and a white, white floor. Interesting. And so that means that they would start bleeding and they would never paint with the blood on the white floor. Oh, with their own blood? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Pretty crazy. It's and weird. You know, I, I, I don't know the deeds of it, but. I think that's um, kind of interesting though. Well, I, as I said, I don't know these. I don't know why they did it or what the meaning was behind it. I'm sure that is the thing. Like usually, these performances they have a meaning and it it kind of works, but it's not enjoyable to watch whatsoever. And I and it's sometimes they, it's not it's not obvious enough for me. Like kind of you know in yeah. a Shakespeare play, like every play that you do here, even contemporary realism, they all have a meaning somehow, and it's enjoyable to watch. You have a normal conversation, and you see, you yeah, see interesting a... people. But now, I, I, I don't know what I'm seeing, and that's what bothers me. I don't know what I'm seeing. That's fair. Um, I, think, I think, just to comment on that, I think some sometimes some of the hardest theater to watch can be some of the best theater. And I think because you, you watch them go through that process, and then in the end, you look at what they've created, and it's like a masterpiece, right? Obviously, I this know. is a bit extreme. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Maybe, that hits to me, the To me, it does seem a bit extreme. But to them, this is art. This is their art form. And it could be something to do with, like, you know, their art is shown through their blood. And I mean pumping through them as well as on a canvas, right? There could be a hundred different ways to uh, um, for the audience member to know or think that they know what that is, right? Yeah, but true. only the true artist will understand what they're creating. And that. They're just trying to show a side to it to the audience. Yeah, and I, I understand that. Like it's interpretation, it's, perspective. Yeah. But like yeah. that kind of stuff is like the only stuff. Like even the schools in Bosnia, like these are like all the actors that graduate. Like, they're fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. But like the productions I see there, they're just like they always. It, I feel like they want to do something that shocks people, or you know, just to get the grab the attention and be like a little artsy mm. kind of while a straight play it's been so long ago that a straight contemporary realism play has performed well and like unless it's like comedy or whatever um, i mean i kind of realized something like i feel like people like uh they don't necessarily like straight plays anymore because like they just like the shock value of things mm. and like that they it's waning off a little bit because of like cancel culture yeah and everything but like five years ago if you would have said like if you would have a, a movie with like a shit ton of blood and like rape and like horrible things like people would watch that because it's shock value right 100 percent. so i think i think it might be that like i think it's not like necessarily like it has a meaning it's more well like, on the other side on the other side shock value. that's what belgium does that's kind of theater belgium does the theaters it's almost dead it's bleeding to death Really, in Europe they do not really do that kind of stuff. They mm. do straight plays, and it's alive. Okay, yeah. it's pandemic. I get it. But before the pandemic, virtually, yeah, alive. yeah, virtually alive. It's virtually alive. No, that kind of stuff, and it's alive here. Of course, yeah, New York, of course. It, but you know, see I mean, what I'm yeah, getting? Yeah, like, like, think, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, people like it's also a weird thing because like people don't usually like we don't sell out stuff for straight plays like unless it like has a big name like the harry potter cursed child one yeah but like oh, usually yeah. like usually straight plays don't sell out it's the broadway like musicals that sell out mm. like musicals sell out 
every night. Some don't, but some do. Like most of them do. I reckon a lot of musicals here um, are, are for the people of New York because, like, you know, they go through some hard times here, you know, going through work every day. Maybe you've got prolonged hour, hours. Hours? Hours. 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 Um, <laughs> of, you know, work, constant working. And yeah. then for them just to get into a theater and just be there to watch, to observe observe i mean that's fair you know like yeah, yeah. so i can that's how i perceive it obviously com- wow. completely different I don't, I don't know i don't i've never really perceived it that way because i've like seldom seen like an actual new yorker watching a musical like mm-hmm. usually it's the tourists and that's why i think that that's a good point as well that's yeah. why i think uh, like theater here I, I mean like yeah it's probably the biggest like theater capital of the world but I like would say. yeah i would say i don't think like until the tourists are able to come back it's not even open that's true because people who come visit new york it's like oh yeah let's bought like let's do the touristy thing like mm. eiffel tower uh not eiffel tower shit that's stupid uh empire state building <laughs> empire <laughs> state <laughs> eiffel tower you know recorded. las vegas <laughs> las vegas yeah and but that's the question uh I want to keep this in. This is funny. Uh, like Empire State Building, like um, Statue of Liberty, Broadway play. New York is definitely a big tourist attraction. Yeah, it is. And that's why I think, like, if you walk down Times Square now, like, it's dead. It is empty. There's nobody there. Honestly, I love it now. I can't walk through, through yeah, yeah, yeah. Times like Square, which I used to avoid. It's all, like, bumping into yeah, everyone. Yeah, it's incredible in. for, like, film. Like, I went down there, and I filmed something by myself the other really? day. Yeah, and it was incredible, because there's nobody there. Hmm. There's nobody there. to do that. And I had, like, enough space to, like, set up a tripod, and nobody would, like, come up to me and ask me anything, because there was nobody there. Except the, like, rant, like... Stranger in the Elma costume. See, <laughs> the naked cowboy. The, the naked, naked cowboy. cowboy. He was on. It. He was on the news in Belgium uh, in the winter. Now he's like showing views from you know Times Square, and then you got the naked cowboy playing his guitar there. Mm. Now he's just wearing the mask around his. Crotch. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, one thing I wanted to say was um, that I think this time right now, COVID could be a good and a bad thing for theater. And film. And I say this because, one, there's a lot of jobs that we're losing as artists. But we're given a whole lot more opportunities to create. Oh, yeah. Adapting, uh, overcoming this. And there's been so many great performances that I've seen online through Zoom. Um, you not, know, not just that, like uh, like TikTok, actually. TikTok as well. So cool. Like, the, like yeah, the, there's a, like the weird, like everybody does that like the fucking dancing but like then there's the other part where there's like people like actually making films like one minute films yeah yeah. or musicals let's talk about that yeah like ratatouille excellent that was like holy uh, shit for oh i guess it was for that okay okay we're getting this part out yeah we'll cut it out hello hello okay yeah, you were saying the audition. Hang on. Fuck. That works. Um, so recently, oh, recently I did uh, an audition for a TikTok musical, uh, Chameleon. And like that, at that point, I was like, oh, shit. People are getting inspired by Ratatouille the musical on TikTok. Yeah. Um, 
and more shit is coming out and their music was pretty good yeah uh, I mean, the role I went in for was more more of an acting role in that. Yeah. Um, trying yeah. to still get yeah. back you. If you guys hear this, call me back. Please get back to Tom. Tom says. Uh, Tom says at uh, Tom says acting at gmail dot com. Oh, you know what? He doesn't like email. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I mean, at that point, yeah. I realized that TikTok is getting fucking and uh, people this, creating great art. This thing called Rizzle, uh, Brennan. Um, yeah. Mentioned it to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's sixty-second videos. Yeah. Um, and you come, they come in chapters. Yeah. And I think that's very smart, um, because you can continue it on through a series, and you get paid through that series if it's good, if yeah. it's good. Um, so yeah, but um, it's, but yeah, like you're right. The fact that people are using these different um platforms to create their own work or others work you know stuff like this i think it's great um because we're utilizing what we have what we're given and us as artists as you know these being um <laughs> being i love this throwback to what we were talking before it's great. um but um yeah us as these artists and these being um we're able to you know overcome these situations and i think actors are very strong in being very uh broad taking risks uh and you know some of them getting noticed you know yeah the great ones are adapting you know yeah. um that's where where true true performer or true artist you know uh shows you know herself and i think um, we learned that though yeah. i think we learned that because in every piece that we've ever done there's always an obstacle right yeah uh, within a script, within a like you know anything, right? Mm -hmm. There's always an obstacle, and we, we as the characters have to overcome that obstacle. That's in um, uh, Uta Hagen's book, yeah, uh, respectful acting. Oh yeah, yeah, very uh, very good book. If anyone wants to read that, definitely go read that. It's a good book. You get some really good insight um, on acting itself and how to be in the moment, how to adjust everything. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, like. We're overcoming these situations to create art, and it makes it enjoyable for others to watch. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, even Zoom, like you know, yeah. um, we've worked on Zoom over Zoom for how many months? Like a total of about four or five months. Yeah, it was like six I mean, we've done hybrid oh, classes I, at the moment, but well, yeah, we yeah, one yeah, it was like seven, seven months around like seven dates, which is insane. That's yeah. crazy. And we're now even now we're doing hybrid, so we got a couple of weeks yeah. of Zoom in there too, and we see these Zoom yeah. plays with the mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, we see these Zoom. <laughs> plays. Uh, it, we're talking about a painting. A painting, a painting that my girlfriend did. It's mushrooms. Uh, she, it's little cartoon That's mushrooms. down on the wall. Yeah, we didn't sticky putty cool, it. Though. Thank I'll you. catch a photo for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, don't just say mushrooms. Sorry, like yeah, sorry. It was it's a painting. It's a painting of mushrooms. That um, did. But yeah, you're right. The zoom, everything. Um, like uh, recently, we had Ray. Ray, I don't know if I can say it. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah, we can Ray Verda. Yeah, Ray Verda. He's My a working teacher, actor. Who is the best uh, actor in Canada and the best teacher yeah uh here it is yeah <laughs> Reverta, Reverta. um no, we um so if uh, you ever become a director please cast all three of me. us in different things beating me as Cyrano please cast me as Cyrano Ray anyway yeah. this is my audition <laughs> take one take one slate um 
Yeah, no. So we recently did uh, a filming with Ray, and we utilized the idea of Zoom. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so important because we're currently experiencing that. Yeah. And I think if we can make something relatable to the audience, they feel, they understand. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, that's so important to everything. Yeah, that's that true. You make the audience feel some type of way. Yeah. Tom and I had our uh, monologues for our final, like, <laughs> our final, like, perform one of our final performances in AMDA, and we had our monologues that we had to perform. And uh, when Stephanie Machado, our teacher, said, like, she she told us, like, hey, like, just look at the camera, like, talk. And that was like one of look towards the camera. They made me look at the camera. No, she 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 made she made uh for my slate and for I got one piece of notes that I was looking at the camera. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that's fair. Staring into the souls of, of the, the uh, panelists. Yeah, as you should, as you <laughs> should. Uh, but yeah, like what she said was like super super important. Like you just talk. Like that's that's what you have to do. And like to call back uh right. you're talk just being you're just being there talk you're just talking it. this is what jason chairs yeah say. talk and think um, talk, and, talk think. and think right you just talk and think think about it you don't have to, you don't have to show anything i mean the camera picks it up us right now we're literally just talking and thinking at the same time yeah you know, like we're doing that we do yeah, that exactly. naturally as human beings yes yeah. but i think starting off as act like an actor that doesn't understand that we just we we're like we take that line and we take a long pause and we say the next line. Yeah. Because we think that's a that's a thought process, but yeah. it's really not. I mean, I have a I have a story about the first time I ever stepped on stage, really, and oh. said lines. Uh, I was the prince of Verona in Romeo and Juliet. You told me about this. Yeah. yeah. And I had the opening monologue and the closing monologue and uh and the uh, intermission monologue and my opening monologue. I it's supposed it's a it's a five minute monologue that's that's as long as it should take I had done it in nine minutes because I took so many pauses and I was talking so nine slow minutes and two hours. <laughs> yeah. uh, so for the final night my director came up to me he goes Gus I just want you to do something could you just like talk a little bit faster and I was like what he was like, yeah, just talk a little bit faster. It's like, but will they understand me? And I'm like, yes, they will understand you. Like, but it's Shakespeare. I'm like, they will understand you. The audience is stupid, but not that stupid. Well, I think one thing that's uh, perceived uh, with Shakespeare is that people just watch it and they don't get what they're saying. No. But that's the point. Yeah. You can't understand Shakespeare as it's coming out of someone's mouth. No. No one will, unless you're like Dr. Stewart, <laughs> um, who's also a very great teacher. Uh, I worked with her through Showcase. Really yeah. great pieces she chose for me as well. Um, but yeah, you, you know, Shakespeare, it goes it goes over your head, but you're so engaged with the way that they're at, like the way that they're moving, the way that they're talking, you know, you, it's very engaging. That's fair. So, you know. I mean, that, I, I think that's why people, they're not necessarily, like actors are scared of classical work usually, but audiences love classical work because they're just so engaged to see a world that, isn't here anymore that's so true that's why like that's a good point like that's why one of my favorite plays is Cyrano the Burjack mm. like it's it's so interesting to me like I mean yeah it's like uh, romanticized to like so many extents but like like the fights and the like 
the language and the poems and stuff like that like that's so real in so many senses 100 percent. yeah how do you how do you guys like the um how shakespeare's performed these days because you can obviously go any direction yeah depending on like a zoom or no no no. i mean just just like you have productions where they kind of they're all dressed like they're in yeah the okay time period or i have whatever. <laughs> uh it's like in belgium i see it a lot and it's just like they do it like all like white clothing and a black background yeah like something like super straightforward and then you see the national theater who has like a lot of money and they they are able to set set these pieces in like our our library yeah i i love to see that i love the approach and i also love it when when you see the shakespeare globe where they when it's classical they do it like it was originally donald yeah right yeah um Uh, what do you guys think about that what do you like how do you how do you like shakespeare yeah I mean, I've seen some really good pieces that are done um, with modern twist, um, and I've liked them. I've yeah. really enjoyed that. Um, I think that sometimes a modern twist on it is very uh, entertaining, you know. Um, but I really enjoy just the normal Shakespeare work. That's fair. I think it makes you feel like you're somewhere else. Yeah. Like you were talking about, right? So you know, it's it's it's, it's not really like a, a a decision for me. Like, I can't pick. If I enjoy it, I enjoy it. I think, like, if you can do a great job at um, uh, putting Shakespeare in a modern pattern, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, it's... I, re- I just remember seeing some, uh, one show when I was in high school that was um, Midsummer's uh, Night's Dream. And I... And, yeah, and it was all in Louisiana. And it was supposed like it was a very like it was forties Louisiana where uh Oberon was a voodoo king. Ooh. And it was just like it was so weird. But it was so captivating because it was so weird. And because it's Shakespeare, you can make it weird. Mm. Like you can have uh like except for the historical plays, like all the historical plays you can't actually do this with because that has to be kind of like historical like henry and stuff like that but you can make like julius caesar and a woman like in a women's prison mm-hmm. where julius C- caesar is like the like the top dog of the prison mm-hmm. yeah. literally have you seen a production like that? yeah really? i've actually seen one. yeah it's uh Brilliant. there's the lead actress uh danny trevito she is incredible like I've seen her in some like I worked with her back in high school. Not like she wasn't in my high school, but I did some camps and stuff with her. Oh, what did she play? Uh she played Julie Caesar. Wow. And she was incredible. <laughs> like she had so much energy, like she commands the stage, like I don't know, it's just it was so good. I think that's important in any um, performance is having that energy in there. Yeah. Always. Yeah. 100%. Key. Energy is key. And it's also what you do with it, okay? Frank, turn yeah. off your fucking cell phone. Jesus. Good God, so Frank. Uh, yeah, no, like. Energy is key. Energy is key. And uh, I mean, energy and everything. Um, <clears throat> not only vocal, uh, just your presence. Yeah, your presence is so um, needed in theater. It's just to focus, you know? Even if you have to play a lazy character who has no energy, quote unquote, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you still need so you much. You still need so much focus and energy that you're. I mean, you guys have all seen uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Frankenstein, right? Yes, the monster yes, in Frankenstein. yes. 
It, his focus is so good. so good. I mean, that opening scene is, what, 10 minutes? It's a 10-minute opening scene. It's which, a 10-minute opening um, scene. Let's see how he gets there. I forget. Uh, uh, who played Victor in it? Him. Oh, my God. I forget. Something we... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to we'll hate this. Uh, oh, I should know this. To, uh... No, whatever. You had it. <laughs> I had it. Uh, Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller. Yes. Johnny Lee Johnny Miller. Lee Miller. He is. He was also really good. Like it's a it's a switched cast. Yeah, and 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 the difference. It's like a twenty minute difference between the two yeah. shows, and it's all this opening thing, right? And he just takes his time because he feels like this is how his character yeah. is he, born. He utilizes uh, Victor Theater in that. Yeah, he does. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah. There's not a word said. It's all about that's the, the yeah. body. If you can, if you can show through something it. through movement, yes, you must be like, yeah. It, that alone, that one, like, what? It was probably like, what? It was three? To, it was ten what? to fifteen minutes. 10 it was to ten 15. to fifteen minutes. Yeah. it was ten to fifteen minutes. And it I was, was about yeah. to say three. No, I was gonna look like an idiot. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Johnny Lee Miller, he did about like two to three minutes about that opening yeah. sequence. Would be better to summarize. Yeah. And I think that's important because he took his time and yeah. he made it his work. Yeah, they're both. I, yeah. I haven't seen. I, I, I saw only snippets from uh, Johnny Lee Miller. They're both great. Um, they're both so, great. But they're both great and yeah. they have a different approach to it. And I like both. It's... And I would I would definitely I would pay for both um, both performances. Yeah, I saw I saw your uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, with my dad, who's not that much of a theater goer. Like he is the type of person who goes to musicals, and likes those musicals, but doesn't go to straight theater. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like musicals? He likes musicals, and that's <laughs> it. Yeah, no, it's it's who doesn't like musicals? Uh, but this, uh, my dad, he's not a theater goer. Uh, so when any when he went to watch that, uh, he was like, "Holy crap! That was like, that was incredible." Especially like uh, one of the final scenes. Uh, spoiler: Frankenstein. Rapes, uh, not the monster rapes uh, Frankenstein's uh, wife. Yeah, no, no, his daughter, his daughter. no, not his daughter. Isn't his daughter? No, it's his, his wife. His wife. His wife. Yeah, his wife. Okay, it's been a while. Wife or fiance? <laughs> wife or fiance? I think it's fiance. Not sure. He, they create the the woman. Yeah. So I th- yeah, I think it is Frankenstein uh, Frankenstein's wife because he has that monologue about how perfect she is, and then uh, Frankenstein. Starts to get mad. Yeah. Well, I think that isn't there one point that she's preparing for the wedding. Yeah, she's getting prepared for the wedding, and then the one of the last things is that uh, Wait, Frankenstein, like the monster, right. like the monster rapes the rapes the uh, the fiance, and then Frankenstein tries to kill him, isn't able to. Then he goes to hunt the monster at the end, and then he runs off though. Yeah, and the like the final scene is. Frankenstein and the monster, like the monster taunting him, going like, "Come on, keep chasing me, because if you die, I don't have anything else to live for." Yeah. And the way that Benedict Cumberbatch did that, he has that scene alone is like another like ten minutes. Yeah. And just Johnny Lee Miller on the floor, and Benedict Cumberbatch like breaking down in tears. And when Johnny, yeah, time. Yeah, and when Johnny Lee Miller starts like starts to stand up. Like you see, like the tears just like go up, and like his smile—it's just incredible. Like it's so good. 
definitely. Yeah, amazing. Ready to go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I got the answer. Is this fiance? Is this fiance? Yes! You were right, guys. Nice! So they don't get married. They don't? No, that's why, that's why it's such a big thing, because during that time, they needed to consummate marriage. There we go. And I think at some point, he even um, is more obsessed with the monster than... Than he is with his fiancée, yeah. If you can watch Frankenstein, definitely go watch it. Oh, it's so good. It's on Drama Online. Drama Drama Online, Online. yeah. It's also a national theater. That's where I watched it. Yeah, it's a national theater theater. production, so it it will be on multiple... Definitely uh, worth your time. Yes, watch... I watched both of them, honestly. I was engaged the whole time. Watched both. Because it was unpredictable. Yeah. Even though there is a script, it is unpredictable. It's also like, it's also based completely off of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. It's great, honestly. I watched it it at at home. Uh, I guess we were, you know, during the pandemic, I was home. And uh, my, uh, God damn it, Frank. (laughs) He's he's the worst guest ever. And he's a first. No, he <laughs> no, he's great. Uh, no, what I was saying. Um, so <laughs> he's I the watched first it guest, at the home. worst uh, guest. Um, I, I put it on TV, right? And um, I think my dad like joined me for for a couple minutes, and my brother as well. They're like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. He's like, "There are some war- some parts that are like there are some parts weird. That- if you pull them out of context, it doesn't make sense, right?" Um, yeah. So it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense if you pull it out of context, but it all it all fits so well. And yeah. It's all it, these things are necessary, you know, to, to shape the story. I'm, they really I'm, are. Have you seen Have you seen the the original movie Frankenstein, the one made in like black, 19, black and white? Yeah. 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 Twenty yeah. or something. I, I um, somewhere, somewhere close to that. I'll actually look that up. Uh, yeah. So it was I, cool one day. It was. Um, very interesting. At that point, I was like, "What is this?" Uh, like Nineteen thirty-one. Thirty-one. Um, and it was amazing what they did with the makeup. Yeah, it's it's a it's an incredible movie. Like, I I I love watching movies that are considered old for our time because I I just see them and I love watching the actors because it's such a a lot of. Uh, the because it's uh, like they're all stage actors going into film for the first time. Like you watch Gone in the Wind, and they have perfect diction. And like that's something we as actors don't have now is diction in movies. And you see these old actors just going and talking like, "Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn." Oh my god! And it, it sounds weird, but we get it. Yeah. yeah, and like during that time, that was so good. But like now, now it's not like you see that, and audiences now are like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, but it's sure. such good, like watching them. Like you, you get this sense of a different world now because we are not born in that. Yeah, we're just all talking about old movies. Yeah, and I think you were right talking about diction. We learn a lot of that. In, yeah, we do in class. Like Tom's accent. Um, has changed dramatically from when I first met him. Yeah, do your American accent, Tom. My mocking American or uh, my your your actual your actual <laughs> your actual American. I'll, I'll try it for, for the remainder of the um podcast. We're at forty seven minutes. We're at forty seven minutes. Yeah, we're at forty seven minutes. Sugar, <laughs> sugar. I think then we will um, close it down a little bit. Yeah, we can all speak into the mic. Yeah, uh, all in our American. Uh, yes, it, it, you guys don't know. Like we're all immigrants here. Oh yeah, uh, we are. Surprisingly, uh, we are. Tom is from Belgium. 
Frank is originally from Australia, but now I'm not. Lives in the Middle East. Yeah, and I'm from uh, I'm from Mexico, but moved to Texas, which is technically a different country. I mean, we're all drawn here anywhere by the same thing. It's the love for uh, acting. for acting and theater yeah, and film and the whole performing arts industry yeah and i think that's just amazing i mean this yeah. is really the center of the world for that 100%. thing and we're all that means that the theater which is here in new york the musicals and the plays that that yeah. is what people want and, and i want to i want this to be you know a global thing people absolutely like this it's, it's yeah what it's, like. it's, a great thing. <laughs> it's a great thing yeah uh so frank any closing statements um if you're tuning in with us right yeah can use the opportunity of uh to um is there anything we're looking forward to where you're going to be seen in because i heard you were doing a project um with marco muxo yeah so currently uh we've got um our short film mainly based on music um maybe a couple of monologues um but we want to showcase the idea of the pandemic and acting and actors struggling um, it's called Earth to the Stars. So when that is done, I'll definitely um, let you guys know. It's a short movie, a uh, short film, um, in which I actually did a cameo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom makes a cameo. I make a cameo. Um, and uh, Tiana's name is also mentioned. Yes, and good old Ray Verda. And Ray Verda's about. also in there. So if you really like Ray Verda or Frank Terramarco <laughs> and want to watch Frank Terramarco and Ray Verda, talk and answer each other <laughs> tune in <laughs> all right definitely something to look forward to yeah. um i also mentioned marco muxo i think he will be um one of our guests shortly in the podcast mm. i'm pretty sure um and yeah thank you for coming frank thank you for thank coming. you for it was so interesting uh, talking about yeah. acting and the whole industry uh, and frank is actually leaving new york tonight I am. Yeah, I am. So, so I'll sad. Be coming back eventually. 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 Yes, 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 you also yes, have yes. another project that I'm editing right now. He is all, yeah, Gus has also got another project. So stay tuned for that as well. If you like Frank Terramaco and Tom Sis, if you really enjoy their voices, their voices, you their know, American voices. Yeah, the American. Okay, now do your American voice, Frank, please. My American voice. Your American That's voice. American. This is my American voice. American voice. <laughs> so weird. All right. All right. I can also do a really good Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well. Well, thank you. Awesome, guys. Thank you awesome. for coming, guys. Um, it was great first time that we did this. Um, I hope there are many more to come. And yeah, keep creating. If you want to see me back, like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will be back soon. We're gonna. You will be back one day. Uh, yeah. One day. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank guys, you. so much.